How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. Uh, a wild weekend of Sun Conference basketball. A lot of upsets. That was obviously the storyline, especially on the men's side. We've got a really great episode for y'all today. It's myself, Mr. Manny Burroughs, doing something a little bit different. We're going to do the interview in the front half of the episode, and then on the back half, we're going to recap uh, that crazy weekend of eight great basketball games to kick off the Sun Conference slate. And then, of course, we're going to preview the Wednesday matchups uh, as we continue uh, on with Sun Conference basketball. But we have a very special guest with us to start off the episode. It is Miss Jasmine Edwards of the Warner Royals. Jasmine, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Really excited, uh, you know, get, getting a chance to uh, uh, have you on. Uh, obviously been a great player the last couple of years and a uh, long time coming to have you on. And as I was like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to have Jasmine Edwards on. But we're going to do the interview first. We'll do the we'll, we'll do all the all the other talk with Manny and I just bumping our gums a little bit late, later on. But Jasmine, you're having a phenomenal year um, statistically wise through uh, the, the first half of the season for you. It's, one, it's the best year stats wise of your career at Warner what do you contribute to this um yeah I really feel like uh the past two years you know I feel like it really got me ready for this year um I feel like that's something I'll continue to kind of feel and I just I felt like I kind of built it up in me to get ready but um definitely just just being a hard worker I feel like that's that's the main thing I can do um and just kind of being that consistent player for my team um I feel like I I can take them there so I feel like that's something I just got to keep doing um this year especially you know another thing I just got to do you got to take care of my body and stuff like that um to stay in it and to stay always ready for sure I got back to campus today from from winter break and I got to see some of my football buddies like I'm I'm done I'm I'm done but they they're, they're getting ready I'm like you know, it's nice just having my body not hurt for, for <laughs> long, long periods of time. Yeah, I'm saying this this year has been a tough one for sure. Just I think that senior year, senior itis always is getting to me. So got to got to do the extra. Been in the ice bath every day. So I feel like that's something I guess got to got to do. Got to do this year. <laughs> to be more specific, Jasmine, you're averaging 20 and 11 right now. Like a double-double machine. It's been crazy. I think they should rename the gym to the Golden to the Chase Center because you and your Golden State of Mind. It's been crazy all year. You've been doing superb. So I want to know specifically – what about you is there a mindset, a personality thing? Is that just who you are that allows you to stay hungry? Because you've been putting up numbers, not just this year, but your two previous year, the Warner as well. Yeah, well, I will say it's a, it might have bumped a little bit down a couple couple points this last couple of days. But, yeah, I will say, like, definitely to stay hungry, like, I, I, it is a mindset. Um, something... Something this year that I kind of try to do is um be like more commu- like communicating wise like and out there for my team being a captain for real, um but I try to instill that mindset like you always have to be ready like you have to stay ready uh, and I think that's something that I just carried out um throughout my whole life really um just always trying to be better and I feel like better better isn't just a mindset you have to really be better like you have to put in more work to really get there and I feel like that's something that's something that I do like I'll get I'll be in the gym I'll be in the gym early like people looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm running outside in the cold but it's something you just got to do to really maintain that like level of intensity and I feel like I feel like I just got to do it just to just to get where I want to go and um just be the type of player I, I am you know I got to always always have that extra little dog in me extra little umph in me to finish through any anything and um definitely like I feel like I feel like that you know a little bit of hunger like I feel like maybe it came from um 
it will definitely my parents my parents just pushed me to be be that you know better player for real and you know I get I get yelled at to this day on the phone you know it's just it, it won't stop so I feel like um definitely just playing for my people you know it just always gives me a little bit extra motivation and stuff um just keep pushing through anything really yeah some when I was reading your bio earlier, uh, talk about your family a little bit more. It's, it's mentioned your grandmother. Uh, can you just talk about what she's meant uh, to your you and your basketball career? Yeah, um, honestly, my my grandma means the world to me. My grandma, um, she kind of raised me. She's ninety one now, so uh, it's 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 my turn to take care of her. It's my family's turn to take care of her. So we're definitely you know getting our getting our days in while we can, but. She's just always, always been there for me. And um, one thing, like we were talking about earlier, like uh, mindset, she's taught me to have the mindset um, to control my mind. I feel like that's something I always just, um, just kept with me. Uh, she's taught me pretty much everything. So I feel like she's just, she's definitely played a whole part in my life where I just, I can't even, you know, explain, but um, definitely has always motivated me to, to be the best person, to be different, to be different for sure. Like you, you don't, you don't have to ever be like anybody else in front of you, um, you know, next to you, around you, like it's okay to be different. So I feel like that's something um, she's very much instilled in me um, to this day. And I, I very much, I want to live for her. So yeah. That's a good one. That's awesome. Uh, th- this past weekend was uh, a-, a great win for y'all. I mean, a great way to kick off the Sun Conference season. It was a great team win too. I believe uh, four, I mean, four, at least four, maybe five players in double digits. But I'm pretty f- pretty sure four players for y'all were in double digits. That's obviously a recipe for success. They beat a really mm-hmm. good Florida Memorial uh, side, 66-63. How big was that win to get the Sun Conference season started? Uh, honestly, I think that was a great win for us. Like we really, really needed that win. Um, we have been on a kind of a bit of a losing streak. So I feel like that was kind of like a jump start. We just need to get back on track. So definitely like these two games coming up, it's going to, it's going to mean a lot just to keep that going. But, um, I will say like, um, it was just kind of a mentality. We've been making the one more type of pass. Like, you know, we've been trying to be in this more team and, um, like kind of just click, really click um, as a team. And I feel like once you get in that mindset, you know, when you work into the system, you really believe in the system, believe in the defense, you know, you just got to run it. You know, everything kind of just starts to work in your favor. Um, and I feel like that was a tough game. You know, like the ball yeah. was flying all over the place. At one point when I was rewatching, I'm like, I didn't even remember this happening. Like we, like so many people had touched the ball at one point. I'm just like, what is even going on? So um, it was definitely just like a dog fight of the game. But um, one thing, you know, I had tried to tell my team a lot, um the past week because we had a lot we were having a lot of changes just within our team um losing a couple players and stuff like that uh you have to put in work and one thing we did I I I told everybody we in the gym an hour early you know like we don't got classes this week we shooting we're shooting we're shooting like we're doing that we're doing extra work so I feel like that's something that really helped us just to you know knock down them shots and hit shots when it really matter um and you know be in shape a little extra you know just I feel like keeping you know that locked in mentality really helped us and that's something you just gotta we gotta keep going like you know as school starts um you know we get back into the flow of things I feel like we really gotta keep that consistent you know just battle mindset um yeah and just that dog mentality because it's, it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take a lot to beat these teams you know it's gonna take everybody locking in at the same time you know so yeah but I'm looking forward to it, it was a great great team win great team win like Way to knock down shots, way to hit shots, way to get steals. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a great feeling. And yo, we gotta keep that going. With great work. <laughs> no, it was so much fun to watch. <clears throat> and 
going a little bit back to you in that game, you had 15 and 13. I like to call you a first page scout type of player. Like the defenses have to game plan for you. Like they cannot, or you will go have a dominant monster performance. So you being here three years in the conference, you've seen a lot of defenses. I'm sure you've seen a lot of little gimmick defense, a lot of people trying to slow you down. Talk a little bit about being that type of player where you're going to draw a lot of attention, a lot of eyes when you're out there, whether you're having a great game or whether you're having a not so great game. So talk a little bit about that that point of view from the player. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that's a great question, too. Um, I I really it's it is. That's true. Like you you got to stop. Um, You got to stop me, you know, and I feel like that is some people's game plan. Coach Nikki says it herself, like, that's what I would do. And I, it's true. Um, so I feel like in this last game, for sure, like I like I realized that, you know, like two people on me, you and I got to make the extra pass. I got to make the extra um, the extra kick. You know, I got to draw two defenders and kick it, you know. So I feel like um, in the sense that they're all, I'm always being targeted. I definitely have to rely on my team um, to be where they need to be and be, you know, in position to, you know, just work through, you know, if I'm getting taken away, you know, you got to be the extra, you got you to step up. So stuff like that, I feel like, um, and the team wise, you know, um, it's definitely, it's definitely just tough. Uh, a, I don't know, it's, it might be an easy scout, but somehow it keeps happening and I just keep scoring. So I guess it must be pretty hard, but um, yeah, I, I honestly, um, I think it's kind of still that dog mentality. Um, like, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody who can stop me. And I'll tell myself that until the day I might die. So, like, I don't care. I have, I have older brothers. So, and that kind of where I, a lot of, you know, a little um, motivation come, stuff comes from, too. Uh, he's he's 6'10". I don't care if he's 6'10". I'm getting to the rim and I'm getting to the basket. I You know what? Like, KD, I, like, line it up. You know, all my brother's friends, like, y'all can line it up. I want to play. Like, I'm y'all might score on me, but I'm going to score on you too, you know? So I feel like having that kind of mentality, just, you know, you got to get to the bucket. You got to get get to the rim, get to the rim, you know, knock down a shot. Um, I feel like that's something that's something that just kind of keeps me going, you know, no matter what anybody got on their scout, you know. Put two people on me. Well, I, even if I don't get a boss, you got to guard somebody else. Somebody going to be open. So, yeah, it's it's definitely always a challenge. <laughs> is, there, is there much of a better feeling when you're, like, going up against, like, one of your brother's friends or, like, maybe someone he knows or, like, they don't know they don't know who you are and you just cook them up? Real quick? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Even, A, like, going to open gyms and stuff, like, I, I yeah. love playing with boys because, like, you really – they don't expect it and, like – it, you just got it. You got to step up. It's not. It's nothing against you. You know. It's just. Yeah, I'm. I'm alright. I'm just a little bit. I'm alright. That's all I gotta say. You know. But it is funny. It's always funny to come up. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they 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 may not. Uh, what's the word where I'm looking for? They uh, under uh, underestimate you. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say quite a few people under underestimated Warner coming into the year. Uh, they're picked to finish next to last in the preseason coaches poll. Was there any talk about that before the year? Just may hang that up as bulletin board material. Um, yeah, Coach Nikki, definitely. I, I feel like, well, we see it, you know, you see it. But um, definitely, I wouldn't say as a motivation, to be honest, uh, like you said, the underdog. I, I love being an underdog, you know, like I'll fight my way to the, I'll fight, I'll fight for it. You know, if you don't, if you don't prepare for us, that's fine, but you're going to have something coming, you know, like um, I definitely feel like regardless of what that poll says, you got to scout us, you got to still do everything. To, in my mind, in my mind, I think everyone in the convents is, about right here 
So yeah. that's that poll to me, to me personally, you know, it it, it ain't nothing, you know, it, it's it's just that, you know, we're going to have to fight our way to the top. And, and uh, yeah, this year, it, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we're we going to make, uh, not even hopefully, we're going to make that tournament. We're we going to get to the top. Like, so it's definitely some motivation for me, just, um, just in the, in the sense that if that's how you see it, if that's how you see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to prove them wrong. We're going to prove them wrong. That was uh, I like what you did there. Just everybody in the conference is really right there. I think that's fair to say on the men's and women's side. We're going to talk about it after th- this weekend because I think all this weekend did was make it more confusing. Uh, I, th- I I truly think that this is one of the more open on the men's and women's side. Uh, I, I think that basketball in the Sun Conference is going to be one of the more open and regular seasons. And then when we get to the tournament, I mean, Lord only knows. I really don't see one team on the men's or the women's side that's done anything to be like, okay, they're, they're, they're winning it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. No. And specifically for you guys, I mean, you've been here for three years and I want to know, do you see something different about this team specifically compared to the other two additions you've been a part of? Because, you know, the first year, obviously you guys didn't make the tournament that last year, you just missed it out by one spot. So, and, I agree with you. I feel like this year is is a big year for you guys. I really think you can stake up on some people like this past weekend and continuing. So what do you see the difference in the identity from the first two teams compared to this one? I definitely feel like it's that just that mentality of we can do it. Like last year, well, no, my first year, it was tough. Like it was really rough. It was, it was a different, it was a different environment. We had, you know, a lot more people on the bench and a lot of people weren't happy and a lot of people, you know, just weren't in the program. But I feel like the next year, it was kind of like our, we were almost there. We were really like almost there, you know, like we had everybody, we had the pieces, but it just wasn't clicking. So this year, I really hope, like, I really hope we get that just click and like the team kind of just all comes together. Like, and I feel like we really have, I feel like we really have. So I feel like that's something that's really different um, just from the past two years. But yeah, I feel like it's just going to be that mindset of just like putting in the work and being consistent. Like, um, and you just got to do it. So I feel like that's something that's something that, you know, we, you know, you have shooting times, but if you don't take it serious, you know, you, if you don't really get better, you know, it's not doing nothing for you. So I feel like that's the thing. We just got to really put in the work and really want it. Um, And I feel like I feel like we I feel like we want it. I feel like we got the pieces and, you know, the people who we like I said, we got a little a couple of changes, you know, in our team. But what we're left with, like people really want it and, you know, got that dog in it. So we just got to dog it out. Yeah. And also, this is your third year. You're four with Coach Nikki Jesse. Usually around this time, you, you have a star player like yourself that's entered that that third year. You have uh, Coach Nikki, like like you said, who, who started that year three, year four. Um, you've seen it with like like with Weber men's basketball you're, you uh you've seen it uh now w- with y'all you started to see that that shift around year three four of a coaching staff but with uh coach Nikki Jesse what has she done to really develop you as a player since you've gotten to Lake Wales honestly I, I love I love coach Nikki to death like she's like my second mom like she takes care of us she does all that like on the back end so then like when it comes to just working hard like Honestly, like just how she got me here, like I feel like I owe it all to her to just play hard, like period. And I, I want to get her that trophy. So I feel like just as a player, believing in me, like when, I, especially when I really needed it, like when I came from Jackson and I and I transferred, like I had places I could have went, but I was looking for somebody who wanted me, and Coach Nikki wanted me, and like she stuck her neck out for me, and she she made it known, like she she made me feel like I was 
really wanted so I feel like that was her main part and just like transitioning that into now and like years later like um just still believing in me and that I can do it and that's like she tells me to shoot the ball like she telling jazz you got the green light like in from those last couple years you know just from all the work I do like she sees me in the gym every day so um you know I know she she knows what she sees you know so I feel like really just believing in me, like that just gives me the extra umph to get it done and like to really do what it takes to win. And I really want to win for her. So I, I just want to get it done. Having that trust and that belief with, with your head coach and obviously the relationship of what three, uh, what, two plus uh, nine, 10 games this season. I mean, it, it so, so valuable. Plus, I mean, Coach yeah. Nick, Jesse, great follow on Twitter. I, I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> she, 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 hasn't, she hasn't really good tweets memes memes yes it's always a good laugh it's always a good laugh and it's good to have fun like we can always laugh and practice like it's never it's never that serious and I feel like that's something that like just coach Nikki brings to the program like she's she's real she's a real person she's not just your coach she's not just your head coach she's a real person so I feel like that's something we all just love from her for real oh yeah you know, Jasmine, I like to end my uh, my questions, my interviews with a little fill in the blank fun. And for you specifically, I actually have two because both mm-hmm. Reagan and I think that you have a great chance of winning player of the year. And we both think that you guys have a really good chance of making the playoffs, maybe even hosting the first round. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a little sentence and you fill in the blank with whatever you feel is the best way. All right. Mm-hmm. So first one, Jasmine Edwards wins player of the year if blank. Yeah. Average 25 and 15, I, I'd probably get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, if, if I do what it takes, if I do what it takes and and keep carrying and keep just putting points on the board and keep rebounding, I, I feel like do what it takes. That's do what it takes. Do the extra work, put in the work, keep consistent, like just keep being, keep being me pretty much. I feel like, I feel like I got that in the bag and I want that. That's, that's what I'm coming for. That's what I'm coming for. Yeah. Do what it takes. Do what it takes. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, like I said, we feel like you guys can really break through that glass ceiling this year. So the Warner Royals host a playoff game this year, if blank. If if we lock in and be relentless, we lock in, lock in, yo. <laughs> oh, that dog. Yeah, I've heard, I heard you say you got to have that dog in is, is that like a you thing or a team thing? Uh, it might be a me thing, but I'm putting it in my team, so it's a team thing. It's a team thing. <laughs> It's definitely a team thing. Like, yeah, but. <laughs> Love that. Well, Jasmine, uh, w- one last question for you to talk about uh, y- you and the team. Um, and it, like I said, it's a great year. It looks like y- y'all are having fun just watching the live stream. Obviously, I'll, I'll be able to uh, watch some games when y'all, y'all come to Weber, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be able to go, go catch some games uh, over uh, in Lake Wales at Warner. But how would you describe this culture for ro- ro- Royal Women's Basketball? Say that 10 times fast. Um, in these past two years, I feel like me personally, what Coach Nikki wanted to do with me is change the culture. So I feel like the culture has changed with me here in just hard work and putting in the work. And I feel like that's something that that we just kind of instill within our program. So I definitely I definitely just say working hard, working hard. I, I you know, you, that's the simplest way to put it, really, you know. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it, y'all are coming off a great win. Uh, got some great matchups that we're going to be talking about here uh, in, in just a minute. Uh, Jasmine, really appreciate you coming on. If you got anything, anything else uh, you want to talk about? Anything? Mike's all yours. If not, we're going to kick it on over. Uh, talk a little Sun Conference hoops. 
No, I'm good. I want to say God bless you guys. God bless everybody. I hope, you know, everything goes well for the rest of the season. And I'm ready. And I really appreciate this opportunity in this moment to have an interview with you guys. It was very much very fun. <laughs> Great, great. And again, really uh, appreciate you coming on. Know you're busy and best of, best of luck Wednesday and the rest of the season. Wait, thank you guys so much. Y'all have a good one. All right. And that was Miss Jasmine Edwards of Warner University Women's Basketball. Man, that was a great interview. It really was. She was so much fun to have. I'm really excited for everybody to hear that one. Yeah. Uh, so I hope all of you enjoyed that and give us some feedback, by the way, um, hit, hit, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, which we are back using again, you know, whatever, but uh, let us know if, if y'all kind of like that format of having the uh, interview first and then get into uh, all this talk, because there is plenty to talk about from this past weekend upsets the theme, especially in men's basketball. We're going to start with women's basketball. Uh, we'll do the recap of all eight Sun conference games. Then we'll talk about, uh, the first midweek matchups for Sun Conference basketball uh, tomorrow, as this is we record on Monday, it's coming out uh, Tuesday. So tomorrow, uh, while you are listening to this, or today, if you're choosing to listen on your drive, if you're an athlete or a parent, uh, be safe, safe travels. Uh, but anyways, Manny, well, we just talked about Jasmine Edwards and Warner's great win over Florida Memorial. We might as well start there. What a game down the fourth quarter I believe they were down three or they're yeah, down three heading into the fourth quarter uh I would say it was the game game of the weekend uh just between all, all eight I don't know if there was a more wire-to-wire uh game other than maybe the 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 other Warner Farm Memorial game that we'll, we'll be talking about here in a little bit uh there's a lot of great games but let's start there uh Warner upsets Florida Memorial um I would call it an upset. Is, is that fair? Is that fair or foul? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely call it an upset just because Warner's quote-unquote young. You know, we're, they haven't made the playoffs the last two years. Flomo defending champs at home, opening yeah. game of the conference play. Definitely call it an upset for sure. Yeah, and a overall team performance, man. I mean, we, we talk about Jasmine Edwards um, a, a good bit. Uh, she is she is still my, my player of the year. Not, nothing's uh, as changed as we – it's, again, with, between her and Brooke. That is going – I think that, honestly, let's go on a little tangent here. Um, I think uh, the one of the better storylines of this season, I think we could be looking up uh, here in a month's time and be like, wow, Brooke and Jasmine are putting on one of the better – uh, player of the year perform, uh, races that that we've seen. Um, there's obviously a few few other names that are going to have a lot to say say about that, but we'll put a pin in that one. Looking at this game, though, it wasn't just Jasmine. Uh, you had uh, Hurtado with 17 and, and 11. She easily could have been player of the game. Uh, Courtney Logan, massive six for 15 from the field, and that's what Warner needs. I mean, they got they they need efficiency. They need another efficient shooter along with Jasmine. They got that from Courtney Logan, and then uh, Kayla Watson, 10 points. Uh, I mean, you have four players for uh for Warner in double figures, and man, they 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 have to be happy. I mean, I mean, start starting it off like this. Uh, I mean, fa- fantastic start for the, the Sun Conference slate for the Royals. I said before in our preview, the three things for Warner to get the upset was going to be win the free throw battle, which they did, eleven for seventeen for them, while Floma went eleven for fourteen. And while people might say that it's only three attempt difference that means that the Warner Royals were aggressive like that's how I look at free throws if you're getting a lot of free throws out that means you're being aggressive and obviously you have to capitalize also keep the turnovers down and while 17 is high they did force Flomo in the 16 so they only lost that battle by one which isn't too bad for a young team like this who again they're trying to make a name for themselves and the final thing I said let Chef Edwards cook and she did another double double 15 and 13 keep it simple the only thing 
I'm very curious about or the only thing I was also curious about was the defense. And I'm going to be honest, at first I was a little skeptical, but now I think I'm, I'm on board with this Warner Royals defense. Like I think they that they can them. hold teams they, to 60. They dominated the paint in this game. Um, I yeah. really, I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. I think that's a good note for them. The only thing for them now, offensively, they got to, the quarter I'm looking at, that second quarter, you can't put up two points against many teams in the conference and win. So that that aside from that, and if you look at the other three quarters, almost 20-point quarters in their own right, I think it was 25, 18, and 25 against something like that. So this game was only a three-point game, obviously, and it was close. But I look at it more as a fact of if the Royals have even a 10-point quarter in that second quarter, they blow it out by almost 10 points. And we're looking at them like, yo, the Royals just went into Florida Memorial and beat the Lions con- pretty convincingly for a team like like we said, the young team looking to make the playoffs again. So I'm really excited for what this future holds for for the Royals moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they were up 15 in that first quarter, and it's like, oh, wow, this this thing may get ugly. And then they, uh, I mean, only put, like I said, only put two points in the uh, second quarter. You can't have that. But, I mean, 21-18-25, I mean, that's fantastic for the other three quarters. And when you look a little bit more into this game, you mentioned the defense. Um, I mean, just looking at points off turnovers – 19 to 11 in favor for Warner. But the main thing that I, I highlighted uh, and talked about just a minute ago was points in the page, 28 to 12. I mean, yeah, that's pretty daggum good, dude. I mean, that, that, that'll play you out. Uh, it was interesting though, is, is with the points in the paint, uh, Florida Memorial did out rebound them 42 to uh, 40, 41. I mean, uh, I mean, Deja Thornton, she's, she's going to get double digit rebounds no matter what. She got a, she got a dozen, a great job uh, by uh, Carmen May for Florida Memorial putting up a dozen rebounds as well. But yeah, I mean, this is overall a uh, great team performance and uh great for Warner, man. Really excited for what this does for them confidence wise. And like, like we said earlier, you know, I, they're going to pick up some wins that some people will be a little surprised about. And this was definitely one of them. But at the same time, everybody's surprised except them. Moving on to a game, uh, one of the rare games that we both got right. Uh, Kaiser dominated uh, Weber. Uh, if you like points, you love this game. And that's exactly what, what Kaiser, uh, they lit up the scoreboard. 30-plus points uh, to start the game. Uh, th- excuse me, 30 points to start the game. 30 points to end the game in the fourth. 98 total. Uh, I mean, we talk about overall team performance for Warner. I mean, how about six players in double digits for, for Kaiser? Uh, M- Manny, what do you got to say about the Seahawks? I believe two things out of this game specifically. First, for the Seahawks, they, for me, have kind of solidified. They're in that top three, maybe even a little bit higher because this offense, it's it's legit. I mean, like you said, six players in double-figure scoring. Julia Fitzwater leads them with, uh, I think she was a standout player, 19.7 rebounds, also two blocks. You also have Taylor Johnson, 15 points, a double-double for her with 12 rebounds. Mimi Han with 18 points. Elena Schaefer with 15. Eliza Ellison with 13. Kyra Long with 10, combining for 56 points. And along with Jones, 93 points of their 98. Like, if this is the type of offense they're going to have on average – and 98 is ridiculous. I don't think they're going to have 98 points a game. But if yeah, they're talking if about – I don't know if they're going to get 39 free throws to shoot every game. Also. That is the one thing where we're like the free throws are lit. You can't really bank on that type of free throws. But if you're going to shoot 52% from the field, 42 from three, I think they're going to be very, very good, very exciting. Also, in the case for Weber, I think – we realize they are better than the record shows. Like they, uh, no doubt. And yeah, get, getting getting Jada Burgess back, getting her back in. We saw her come off the bench. I mean, holy cow! Hey, Jada, how, how are you doing? And play, play <laughs> if she if she comes around and, and she's able 
to, I mean, she, she's a lot like uh, Jasmine Edwards. I mean, has been around, uh, has, has uh, kind of like Brooke, has played a couple of years in the conference. I think she's so, someone who could definitely, um, now Weber's going to have to get some more wins uh, for it. But uh, you, you look at Jada Burgess off the off the bench, 12 for 18, shooting three points, three, or excuse me, three uh, rebounds, three assists, 31 points. Um, I mean, it, and let's just call it what it is. If you don't get that from Jada Burgess, this game is ugly. I honestly think that Pacheco and Burgess are going to be in the discussion for the best offensive backcourt in the conference because between the two of them, that's like 40 points combined right there. They're two, they're walking 40 if they're on the court and they're playing the type of minutes they're going to play, even with Burgess coming off the bench. But no, yeah, at the end of the day, the, the, the name for this game was the Seahawks offense was superb. Again, the free throws are the one thing you're like, mm, 31 for 39. The shooting percentage could be great, but obviously the attempts are just really, really high. But even still, you take away 39 of those points, you're still putting up a good chunk of a good chunk of change. And I'm excited for what this means for their offense because the defense is really always going to be at that level for the Seahawks. Yeah, and again, to, to talk about uh, Weber, that was a really good point you had there with Pacheco and Burgess being maybe one of the better offensive Backwards. I mean, they they outscored the the rest of the Warriors uh, fifty to twenty nine. I mean that 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 look look that, that there are games where you're gonna need Burgess to go get thirty. You're gonna need Pacheco to go get fifteen twenty. But it, it, there's got to be uh, production. I don't know if that's uh, you know maybe Trinity Lee from the three point uh, th- outside of th- three points uh, doing something uh, a little bit more there. But uh, a tough one for Weber. I, I do feel like they they ran into a buzzsaw on Kaiser. And we talked a little bit in the interview with Warner being picked, uh, finished next to last. Don't let's not forget who was tied with them. Kaiser Seahawks. You don't think there's been a little motivation with that group? Yeah, um, yeah. They they take care of business. Man, anything else uh, you got got on that game before we move on? Nah, we're good. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, St. Thomas Coastal Georgia. <laughs> We got plenty to talk about in the men's game of this one, but for the women's game, at least, um, you know, not, not, not a kind of what we thought. Um, I think coastal uh, props to coastal. I mean, they kept this game close for pretty much the entire game. This never got uh, to be a real 15, 20 point lead. Like I think we, we, we definitely could have seen in this one where St. Thomas just puts her foot on the gas and there's nothing coastal can do. Coastal uh, was able to keep, Pressure on them, which, um, you know, kind of like, we, again, what we talked with Jasmine, everybody is right there. I mean, there's not a lot, a lot of difference uh, on the women's side, men's side as well. But um, we talked about uh, Kaiser being able to shoot from uh, the free throw line. Uh, that was rest, that was St. Thomas, a big recipe for uh, their uh, success, 26 for 38 from the line. Not exactly the best uh, shooting percentage from the free throw line, but they were able to get to the line a lot. Um, Brooke Bogots, uh, player of the week. Uh, th- this week, a solid 22 and seven, uh, six and 12 fr- from the field. Manny, uh, I look at that free, the three point, three point, uh, line five for 18, not exactly, uh, what, what I think, uh, Coach Candace and everybody's going to want, but overall, a win is a win to start Sun Conference play, especially with a lot of other results this week. Yeah, I mean, obviously the shooting has been a, the one thing that I'm sure Coach Walker wants to improve. The other thing from this game specifically, I think the turnovers were really high, and that's why the, another reason that the game was so close. I mean, 23 for the Bobcats, but the difference was that they were able to force the Coastal Georgia Mariners into 26 and then have 27 points off those turnovers. At the end of the day, like Jasmine said, a lot of these teams are pretty even. It comes down to margin of error, which you can say for a lot of teams, and it's obviously true. 
but Coastal just has to have a it has a smaller margin of error than the Bobcats do in this, in this situation. And when you turn the ball over 26 times to the better team, even if that better team turns the ball over 23 times, it's not really going to be recipe for, for success for the Mariners. Um, for the Bobcats, like you said, Brooke obviously did her thing. Bria Brown, 12 points, four rebounds. Camila Faithful off the bench, 11 points. That's going to be a solid I think six-man role for her. She's a sixth starter for this team. It's going to be very exciting to see her going throughout the season. Sophie Van Dyke, a near double-double, eight points, eight rebounds. The team just, you know, they started off a little slow from scoring. You know, they took them a minute to get the first bucket of the game for them, aside from free throws. But once they did, the floodgates opened, and it was just all Bobcats all the way through. Yeah, another big point in this game. Uh, Sonia uh, Forney for Coastal Georgia. She is back. She played her second game. That is massive for the Mariners. How about uh, Jada get, getting back, looking good for Weber. Uh, Sonia with 10 points off the bench. But we know from what she's done in years past for Coastal Georgia, she gets healthy and going. All of a sudden, that Coastal Georgia team becomes a real threat because if they're able to keep within nine points with St. Thomas, with you know Sonia just coming off the bench, get, getting some minutes, She's starting, and you know, maybe set, set of 10, she gets 16, 17. That's a whole nother ball game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, anything else before we move on to our last uh women's basketball game from this past weekend? Let's do it, my man. And we had another upset. It was Ave Maria. Uh, I don't want to say they throttled them, but Manny, they, I mean, what a third quarter and what a fourth quarter, what a second half from the Gyrenes. I mean, <laughs> look, we, we, we've all. We, we're going to talk plenty about the upsets with the men's side because I think that I did say this game is a test transition to all the upsets that we had. Holy cow, I don't know what's going to happen now. Like if Southeastern is – now I'm sure we're going to see better performance from Southeastern throughout this Sun Conference. There is no doubt about that. When, if, you're, if you bury the fire, you're not you're not that smart, honestly. But, man, what a win for Ave Maria. They, they, they go there. They make us look incorrect. Um, don't worry. A lot of teams made us look incorrect th- th- this week. But, uh, man, a great win. Great win for them. Great uh, defensively. They were fantastic defensively against uh, the the fire. Uh, it, the big thing that stands out when you look at, uh, look at it from Southeastern standpoint, three for 21 from the three-point mark is you, you're not going to win many games. If any games, you flip it over to the Ave side, eight for 16 from – from three and yeah, I mean, just a real solid day uh, for, for Ave Maria. That's literally what I, when I saw the score for this game, I immediately went to the box score, went to three point line because we yeah. both said it comes down to if Ave hits more shots and it's more, it has it going more from the three point line than the, than the fire. And that's what happened. Um, we kind of also picked that this was going to be a high turnover game for Ave, which it was, they turned yeah. the ball over 20 times. Neither one of us had them out rebounding the fire 45 to 34. Neither one of us had the Ave Maria Jairines grabbing 13 offensive rebounds. I think that's really where the game definitely turned. So the three-point line made it an even one, but now you give the fire or you give the Jairines extra possessions, especially offensively. It's a rule in basketball. The best time to get a three-pointer, off an offensive rebound. Defenses are scrambling. Defenses don't know where to go, who's, who's guarding who. Next thing you know, the three is up and it's down. So I definitely agree with you. I think we now see that the Jairines have – I'm going to give them that puncher's chance title for right now because to live and die by the three-point line is is dicey you know we've, we've seen it done in the past we have at the highest levels we've seen it done but we've also seen it go the other way so i definitely it's only one game we're not gonna overreact like that but i do like their ability to have that weapon because they're still a very good defensive team as well so I, and if they're rebounding the way that they are against the, the fire 
I'm, I'm kind of inclined to even give them more than just a puncher's chance. Give them a real, real fighting shot to not just get make, obviously they make the playoffs, but even host the playoffs and creep up a little bit more on the standings. So I'm definitely excited for them offensively for sure because that that three ball is going to be a weapon. It's going to be a weapon. Yeah, you got uh, also saw uh, Casey Humphrey uh, coming off coming off the bench. Um, same with uh, Armstead with. 12 and 12 and eight uh the bench points really really stood out to me in this game i mean 37 and then look the the, the three ball of li- liver die we'll, we'll see but when they're not doing that they're getting down low and they got some r- really good points in the paint uh 30 34 points in the paint um and i think that's a big that that was that's the one the the, the, the three point yeah that that that's obviously the probably where this game was won or lost but when you look at it from from southeastern, I always I, I kind of thought southeastern a big reason they would win this game was they would be able to stay in the paint, they would be able to dominate, um, and then force turnovers. They forced turnovers, but when it came down to the point or to the paint, I mean 31, 20, uh, 34, 24, uh, 10 points in favor to Ave Maria. You uh pile that on top of what the three point shooting was. It's honestly surprising this wasn't more than just a 15 point win for Ave Maria. I also want to point out, like you mentioned, the bench points. I see how deep the gyrenes are. I mean, you have eight players who played 15 or more minutes. That That's very rare. And yeah. you might say, oh, it's early season in the game. Well, that's about the rotation of playoff teams. Like eight, seven is really how deep these coaches are going to go. They're not going to go more than that because, the, if anything, they're going to go shorter than that. They're, they're going to go seven, six, because especially on game time, when we're talking about that fourth quarter gut check time i'm sure some of these coaches may even go smaller than that they may go i'm going with my best five and we're going to live or die by whatever happens so i'm i'm that's another thing that i was watching i'm like eight players 15 or more minutes and they all contributed it wasn't like it was they they were kind of just out there just to be out there as an extra body they were out there they were doing their thing for me the standout player maria coleman 15 points four rebounds six line from the field three or five from the three-point line you mentioned armstead with 12 also like colleen shahan with nine points 10 rebounds almost a triple double for her so the depth is another thing i was really surprised about by the gyrenes yeah, it's a tough place to go play to uh, uh, down there near, near Naples at Ave Maria. They're seven and one at, at home. They've won four in a row. This is a real dangerous team getting hot at, at the right time. Manny, anything else uh, women's uh, basketball wise? You want obviously we're going to talk about the the Wednesday games in a little bit, but anything before we kick it over and talk a little men's basketball? I'm excited for women's on Wednesday. <laughs> well, I wonder where we're going to start with men's basketball, Manny. I'll let you take the floor. Okay. So this is the only game that I actually watched live. Obviously, all the games were at the same time, so I had to pick, and of course, I'm going to pick my Bobcats. I watched the game, kind of had it in the background a little bit while I was typing up some of the stuff from the women's game, and I'll be honest with you, even from the first half, I didn't like where things were going. I didn't like it. The vibe. The vibe wasn't vibing. that's, that's, That's my expert analysis. The vibe wasn't vibing. I didn't like how things were looking, and I mean, to be fair, I want to start this by giving Coastal and Warner their props. I don't want to talk about Warner in a minute here. We said, don't let the standings fool you. Just because they're seven and eight in the conference does not mean these teams are bad. And what do they both these teams do? They go out and they upset the teams that they were playing. Team ranked number 22 in the nation, the Lions, and receiving votes for the Bobcats. The two best teams, I, I, you could argue the two best, two of the three best teams, Ave Maria, you, you, have, to, I, you have to put Ave if we if we did a power rankings right now, there is no doubt Ave Maria is number one in my opinion. But two two and three, you'd have to, uh, probably Coastal Georgia and uh, Flomo like like we we're talking about. But but go ahead, go ahead. My bad. And 
I watched Coastal have confidence. I watched them feed off the home crowd. And then you add in the Bobcats almost doubling the turnovers. 22 turnovers for the Bobcats, while the Coastal Mariners only had 11. They had an opportunity to send a message. They took it. That second half, it started really high for Coastal. And it's common knowledge. You give a team confidence. You give them an opportunity at home on when everybody and their mother is picking them to lose this game. Like, they know what was coming into this game. And they went out and they did it. They, they went out and they showed the Bobcats, look, if you don't come with your A game, if you don't come with your A-plus game, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, even though Josh Taylor has 25 points. Now, do I think Milton Maggie's going to have an eight-point game again? Maybe one random one, but he's not going to average less than 15 a night. He definitely had an off night. It happens. But I still think the Bobcats should have won this game. I still think they had chances to win this game. In the end, wouldn't you give the Mariners the lead? It was a wrap. Sally, uh, Sally Wilson, 23 points, eight rebounds, two steals. The man was out there just living at the free throw line, eight for nine from the free throw line. When you tell me, if you would have told me Nick Giles only had 19 points, and I say only because it's the Bobcats, if 19 is still a very good performance, obviously, I would have thought, okay, Coastal kept it close, but the Bobcats pulled away. No. Tatum yeah. McArthur, also 14 points, four rebounds. Kayla Watson, 10 points, two rebounds. They were all filling the stat sheets. That I'm looking at these numbers. And players are putting up four-plus rebounds, five-plus assists. It lets me know that they're confident. It lets me know that they're just playing out there and having fun. And once the team gets like that, I don't care who you are, you're not going to beat them, especially at their house. So uh, we're, we're going to talk about this game for a minute. Um, we're probably talking about this game more than the rest of the men's game combined because there's a lot to unpack. First, and look, you, you, know, you know I love Mr. St. Thomas basketball. There was, some, there was a lot of fun last year, uh, a lot of respect for Coach PC and everything. It looked bad. It looked sloppy. It looked clunky. Um, now, I only watched the last 13-ish minutes, so I did miss uh, most of the first half and a little bit uh, uh, of the second half. I had by over on the Weber-Kaiser game. Like I said, kind of hard to <laughs> watch that Weber-Kaiser game, which we'll get in that one in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get in that one. But, um, yeah, dude, it just didn't look good. And so when I think about it, um, is this what St. Thomas will look like in mid-February and in early March and on, on into the season. No, it's not. Um, now, it has to be fixed because if not, you'd be sitting here um, like a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans are, like I thought we were supposed to win the Super Bowl this year and it's going to be a first-round exit. Now, I'm not saying St. Thomas is going to be a first-round exit out of the Sun Conference uh, playoff. I think that's ridiculous to say at this point. There's no need to press the panic button. However, something's got to be fixed. Um, this hasn't been the St. Thomas team that we thought we were going to get. Um, and I, I'll say, I think for the majority of the year, I think the majority of the year, um, underwhelming has kind of been how I felt about St. Thomas b- basketball. And not to say that I've been, been a good team. I mean, still a really good 10 and three team, team, but come in with that number 11 ranking, um, obviously some early injuries. Um, Josh Taylor still got, got to get in um, and, and get more comfortable. Now, if Taylor gets comfortable and he starts controlling this offense the way Fred Mulba did. And again, we, you don't want to go back and compare players. I get that. But if he gets back and he's able to, uh, to rip, to you know, be, be the one and run the, cause his offense has got weapons. You got him. You got Jordan Hernandez. You got Milton Matthews. You got Warren uh, throwers, fell out. So on. So, and so forth. They're going to have to have him be, be that distributor, dude. Um, you got to have more than one assist um, at, at the end of the day. Um, now, of course, 25 points on four or five from three, that's great. I mean, that's a great shooting performance. There's got 
St. Thomas has got to get back to the way they were playing to, towards the end of last year. And again, we're early, we're still early ish into the season. Um, I thought seeing the first Sun Conference game, I thought St. Thomas would look better than what, what I saw last night. And again, I think they will be. I think they will be a lot better, but I don't want to take the take away from what Coastal Georgia just did. Um, because now, because, because don't, don't take what, I, what I'm hearing and put words in my mouth. I'm not saying St. Thomas just went out there and was playing like the San Antonio Spurs. It, 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 it wasn't that. The, 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 they were they were still had to go and be beaten. And Coastal beat them. Now, did St. Thomas beat themselves? Yeah, sure. We talked about the points all turnovers and the turnovers and all that. But good Lord, Manny, there's not a bad team in this conference. At all. At all. And we talked about – you just said it yourself, Bobcats – beat themselves as much as the Coastal Georgia Mariners beat them. I'm looking at this at the box score. When you have one, two, three, four, five players with four or more fouls and six players with three or more fouls, that's not going to get it done because now you're putting the other team at the line. You're giving them free points. And again, you give them confidence. And something that no team in this conference needs is confidence. I promise you that they have enough coming in with the the crew that they have in that locker room within each te- respective team. So now you make them believe that they can play with you on this level. It's just not going to work. You mentioned Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor cannot foul out of games. He just he just can't. Yeah. It can't happen. We can't have p- key players in foul trouble because it hurts the rotation. It hurts the minutes. It hurts your rhythm. It's just hard to get into the flow of things. I said it that first half. I didn't like how, what it was heading. And then we go from 44 points in the first half for the Bobcats to 29 in the second half. That's just a big drop off while the Mariners go from 40 to 42. It's just the way it went. And I saw it coming. I thought the Bobcats were going to be able to survive. Like if they would have won that game, I wouldn't have said they won it. I would have said they survived and they escaped with the win. But in the end, the basketball gods said, no, they don't deserve to win this game. I'm sure coach coach Pat will agree that they didn't deserve to win that game. It's a learning curve. Of, of course, you mentioned Josh Taylor. He's a big part. He's a big piece of this offense just coming back. The Bobcats haven't played since the new calendar year came. So we can put all these asterisks if you want to call them that. But at the end of the day, there's still nothing more than Bobcats did not play their best game. And the Mariners took advantage of it. This is the, and Again, at the end of the day, this team that was pretty much unanimously picked to win the conference. I guess the team that was pretty much unanimously picked to finish at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, Here's my thing. You, you know what I learned from from the first weekend of Sun Conference basketball? We don't know a dang thing. We don't know nothing, which is fun because I feel like that with, with a in the fall, I feel like soccer was pretty predictable. Um, I think football was pretty predictable. Um, and we've gotten here, and holy cow, and softball is going to be just as just as fun. Anywhere <laughs> oh, uh, can't go fast enough. Yeah, uh, we'll announce it uh, on here now. We're, we're, we can do it now. Now that uh, now we do it, here's a little fun tidbit for everybody. Want for y'all to tune in. Uh, what we have uh, coming up here in a couple weeks coming out on the Sun. Uh, believe on Sun Digital Network. I, I know it's going to be on the NAISB uh, social media accounts and Sun Conference. We are doing a softball media day uh, with the Sun Conference this year. That's going to be that is in full motion. We've gotten. Uh, the signups. Uh, I think there's a couple more coaches we got to confirm times with, but we're really excited uh, about that to uh, bring the Sun Conference to a national stage. But moving on, uh, oh, one more thing about this game. I'm a St. Thomas fan. I'm not, I ain't pulled out the panic button, obviously. You don't do that after one. But I know what drawer it's in. 
I know where that panic button is in now. You still got to put your handle on the drawer and open it and bring it out before anything happens. But I was going to say the, the, the level of concern at St. Thomas has gone from a one to a two. And I, I think that's it. And I got a feeling when Coastal heads down to Miami Gardens a little bit later in the year, they're not going to see that same St. Thomas team. And I don't know if there's going to be another team to see that kind of St. St. Thomas uh, team. Cause I think what, what they did well last year was they knew when to turn it on and, I, I, again, I think St. Thomas will be fine, but I think this is more about Coastal Georgia. I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. I will say the one silver lining, if you want to call it that, for the Bobcats is that the Lions also lost. Because if they they weren't supposed to lose yeah. that game to Warner, so obviously that still keeps the the hopes of hosting the the tournament, which is what the Bobcats, that was their goal for the regular season, it's yeah. still alive. Obviously, oh, it's, it's a lot yeah, harder yeah, now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're long. We're, and you still got two matchups with far more. You still got – you got to play Weber twice. We're long, long ways from that. But let's transition into it because uh, if it wasn't uh, C- Coastal Georgia and St. Thomas, uh, the next biggest upset on, on the men's side of things was Warner taking down Florida Memorial 73-68. to 68. Believe somebody on here said Blaze Darling was a bucket. And good Lord, Blaze, how you doing, darling? You made me look smart. 20 points, eight assists, eight rebounds. He's a menace from the uh, free throw line, 11 for 14, four for nine from the field. Christian Nurse, another uh, uh, veteran guy here in the Sun Conference, 17 and eight from him. And I tell you, if you would have told me in this game Logan West is uh, going to give you eight and four, I'm probably thinking and Far Memorial probably wins this game. Um, but again, Manny, another team just picked to finish at the bottom, saying "How you doing?" to a team predicted to finish at the top. The only difference between this upset and the Coastal Georgia upset is the Lions shot nine percent from the three-point line two for 21 yeah now i say this because will that happen again i would really bet against i would not bet that to happen again i really think that's gonna happen again but you can still see kind of a similar they beat themselves if you know the shot's not falling you gotta go away from it like i understand that the the idea of keep shooting obviously they're good looks but at the same time, at some point, you got to figure out some other way to get offense. And this team has enough offense that they don't need to continue to shoot that that many threes when it's not falling. Yeah. Especially but, here, here was what I don't say it was frustrating because it, it is what it is. When you're out rebounding a team the way that Far Memorial was, I call I call a little bit of this game not not much. Then obviously uh, looking back back at the stats, looking at it, he out rebounded them. 51 to 38. Your points in the paint were 44 to 24. And like you said, Manny, I get shooters going to shoot, ride or die with you guys. But at some point, you got to say, hey, we are killing them inside. Why are we just throwing up shots? Because, I mean, take what, five, six of those uh, three-pointers away and get you a better look inside. We're having a whole other discussion right now. Exactly. And to be to play both both sides of the of the tail here, I don't know how many eight point four rebound games we're going to have from Logan West. So it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. the same thing for the Royals. They, their their best player, their pro, post presence did not have a typical game like he normally has, you know, 16 front with a double double. And that you could 
honestly say will not happen the next time these two teams play or even the next time the Royals play. So it goes both ways. You know, the Lions can say, oh, we shot an uncharacteristic percentage from the three-point line. Yeah, well, our best player didn't have his typical numbers. Now, to be fair, he didn't need to because, like you said, Blaze Darling was just out there having a field day 20 and eight and eight, almost a triple-double against the defending champ, against, uh, excuse me, against a Lions team that has ranked number 22 in the nation that's gotten all this buzz from the non-conference slate, rightfully so, of course. And he went out there and was just hooping, straight up hooping. Yeah. So this is just as much as the Royals can say the same thing that the, the Lions said. At the end of the day, this is what the situation happened. And I think it's a perfect example of what we just said. The Lions didn't necessarily adjust while the Royals did. They realized, okay, I, whether it's West not having a good day or it's Blaze's day, we're going to keep going to him until he cools off, until that hot hand just doesn't work for us anymore. And, and to their credit, it never went off. And Bob, and the Royals did what they what they wanted to do. They got the, the sweep on the win, women's and men's side. Well, let's talk about uh, a game. Or do you have anything else uh, for that one? All right, let's You're talk good. about a game we actually got right and pretty pretty much nailed right on right on the head. Uh, we said about a month ago, uh, yeah, about about a month or so ago, Ave might just try to win every game one hundred and ninety five. And it's our darn outside of conference play. That's pretty much what they did. One hundred one ninety three over the Southeastern Fire. If you're Southeastern, you gotta say, hey, that's our best offensive game offensive game of the year. Um, if you're Ave Maria, um, you're saying. Put a number next to my name. Put a number <laughs> next to me. No, you definitely are. This is, the best, this is the best offense in the AI. It, we literally, I literally said, and we agreed, the Fire are going to have to play their best offensive game. And they were yeah. probably going to because we saw they that did. this they is did. what happens. When you play, play against the Jairines, yeah. there's two things that are going to happen. They're going to score a lot of points, and you're going to score a lot of points. Like, that's just the way it goes. That's the nature of the game. So – and it's it's crazy to say I, I I think it it works for them. Like some some people might look at it, you know, the experts, the analytic people would be like, well, you're not gonna be able to win like this. I'm sorry, they're winning like this. Like they're yeah. literally doing it every single time they step on the court. I am the only the only thing I will say about the Jirenes, and it could be me just kind of not wanting to jump the gun or, or whatever you want to say. I need to see that game where the offense isn't going. That's funny. I need to see when the offense isn't going, how do they adjust if they adjust accordingly you know they don't force it they they hunker down even like that kind of stuff happens all right now i'm sold i'm sold they got it they got it. because will there be a lot more off nights than not i don't think so i legitimately do not think so i think we're gonna have 30 points from michael clinkus 20 points from nick fletcher 18 from miles mccourt off the bench like i think these are gonna be numbers we can almost pencil in or at least in the general area from somebody yeah, like i don't they, they, uh, going up down the stat sheet show me where someone did something they don't usually i mean is michael gonna score 30 every game yeah e- yeah obviously but th- those two but, are gonna lead the team for sure yeah but at the same point as jack watkins going, going to go two for ten from the field or two for nine for the field whatever it was i mean so that, that's the only, the only thing i have from this game is that is that if the I when once the game or when the game happens that the gyrens go cold because it will I I believe in offense doesn't travel defense travels you're gonna go to St Thomas you're gonna go to Weber you'll have an off night it's it's gonna happen it's normal how do you adjust once I see that and I see how they adjust and I see well, are they gonna literally live or die by their offense or can they play another way then I'm gonna be a little bit more safe in saying I love them. But the offense is concerning because when if they're having an off night, which is as a viable statement as anything, they might not win or 
no, I really like them because their offense is the best in the NAIA and they can still win when it's not when it's not working. So that's the only thing I have. And it's a shout out to or PSA to all the teams in the conference. If Abi Maria is coming to your gym, make sure your scoreboard's working. Because, because yeah. that number is going to get in the triple digits. Yeah. So you better make sure that scoreboard is working. I tell you what, what, what really impressed me with Ave Maria, and they this is a kind of more obvious statement they've done a lot. They beat you how they want to beat you. And at any, I mean, the, the three point shooting, uh, 10 for 33. I mean, anytime you're uh, at that 30% mark, you're, you, you're loving that. Oh, they're going to put 50 points in the paint too. A lot of that, uh, obviously, going to come on, uh, some, uh, putbacks and everything, but 50, I believe that let, that led all teams, uh, in, in the conference this week, 50 in the paint. Plus, you're able to shoot the lights out, out of the gym. Yeah. Good luck. And the other thing, too, we, we talked a little bit about it. You know, the fast pace is obviously going to generate some turnovers, some maybe unforced. To only have 11 turnovers the way they play? Uh, yeah. That's That's why it's that's that's it, it ain't just because it's the best scoring. They don't turn the ball over. It's efficient. Yeah, there. yeah. So so that, that those yeah. are the things. Whenever you have an offensive team, you, you look at, okay, how can you win when it's not working? And how many turnovers do you have? The turnovers are checked. They're, they take care of the basketball. They understand their system. They understand where people are supposed to be. Now I'm just like I said, waiting for that off night. And I'll be honest, if it does, if it never comes, I'm gonna be even more scared because I'm like, whoa, 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 they have to have one, right? Like I'm just being realistic here. But maybe I'm maybe I'm the one that's just you know what? No, they're not gonna have an off night. Their off night is still 80. Their off night is still 90. Like what are we talking about here? Do they play on Saturday? I go to Kaiser. They go to Kaiser Saturday. Dang it. Um, I promise there will be live coverage of a Ave Maria game. Basketball game. I'm, I'm just going through the future. I'm looking. I'm looking. Ooh, <laughs> it depends on uh, what it is later. But I, I am looking at that Wednesday night game, Florida Memorial Ave Maria. Do I want to drive? Five hours? No, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll find we'll find. It may wait. Wait, Warner's just showed that could be a that could be a really <laughs> there's be a lot. There's a lot of games really this year where like that could it's be a, a good thing. A, it's a good thing everybody plays everybody twice because there's gonna be a lot of games where like damn, I really want to go to this. Damn, yeah. I really want to go to this. <laughs> oh, let's end it with a heartbreaker. Uh, Kaiser eighty six takes down Weber eighty one. Weber was up fifteen. Uh, points in, in this one it disappeared. Uh, Manny, you're gonna have to kind of tell me what 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 happened here because I watched the first half plus a little bit in that game and I was thinking, yeah, Weber might be the best team in this conference or second best team in this conference. And then Kaiser in the second half just says, we might all that. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about about Weber point guards and Weber guards and all that. Um. I think Kaiser's got a pretty good one too, Manny. So I, I looked at this game and I definitely thought the Warriors had it just because I thought the offensive depth went in their favor. Yeah. And, you know, you have Holt and Ned who combined for 52 points. You're like, okay, that that's kind of, you, you're, they're at that pencil in. Like, okay, well, what else can you get from everybody on the team? But at the depth went to the, the Seahawks. You have five players scoring double figures. Those five players combined for 72 points. So those Five players already outscored what Holt and Nesby did. And then you have four of those players who were starters. And it really came down to that. More weapons for Kaiser. I think it was a result that the team benefited from a good day behind the arc. I don't know how consistent they're going to be from behind the arc. Not to say they can't shoot. I'm just kind of curious about that. But I think that's what it came down to. Because then you look at the other side. Nesby and Holt 
were the only two players who really scored from the three-point line like that. Like they were the only ones that really contributed. So it's just not going to work when you're having, you know, we, it's funny enough, we talked about the war, rubber warrior ladies. They might have the best offensive backcourt. The warrior men might have the best offensive backcourt in the same breath, you know, Holt and yeah. Nesby, this is something they can do. This is, they, they can do this. Yeah, so yeah. It, I think that's what it came down to. The situation with, with Stokes, uh, we don't know. I don't know uh, how much time he's going to be missing out. If he's done, what, what what's up with him? But Kay Stokes is out for for Weber. That's going to. I mean, I don't want to say that that buries our season, but good lord, I mean, that, a, that, a big that, that, that that chops off uh, one of the three heads on that that three headed monster that they had. Um, <sighs> we talked about on the women's side about there being a really good player of the year um debate or uh however you want to go with that and michael michael Kleckis may be maybe the betting favorite from ave maria i wouldn't know that because uh, i i i don't know if 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 he's it, how it ends today i don't even know who the men's mvp would be kind of like with with women's it'd be tough between jasmine and, and brooke vincent uh vincent miskewski Misegwich, I, I, I can. We're gonna it. get it. We're gonna get it, Vincent. We'll, we'll we'll get it. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Vincent, sure. 11, 17, 8, and three blocks. I mean, you could. literally can't ask a big man to do anything more. <laughs> you literally yeah. can't ask him to do anything. That's the best. That's like the best big man stat line ever. Those are two K numbers. Those are two K yeah. numbers. Like, what do we do? More rebounds than, than points. I, I love it. I mean, and then I mean, he's two assists away from a from from a triple double and. I mean, same breath. How many times are you gonna keep Vincent to eleven points? How many times is that gonna happen? And honestly, that those eleven points and only five field goal attempts lets me know that he's not. Even though he's gonna put up great numbers and stuff like that, he doesn't care about the offense. Like he doesn't. He's fine. Average. I, I think that I think you're you're right. He can easily go and put up a 20, 25, 30, maybe whenever he wants. But I think he is okay with putting up 10 a game as long as the team wins. He's going to get his rebounds. He's going to get his blocks. And kind of what I mentioned with, with, with Edwards, because of the gravity that Vince is going to demand in the paint, he's going to get a good amount of assists to shooters to open shots. Same thing that Edwards and I think is, is going to help benefit her and in, in, in Warner. They're going to give her a lot of opportunities to get assists. And if Vincent is averaging maybe not eight assists, but you know five or six a game, that that's going to be deadly because that's – three minimum open shots that you're giving up and those could be the end, the results of a loss or a win in this conference that offense is going to come become very very hard in the sense of you got to outscore some teams and nine points on open threes that could become a difference between a, a close game down the stretch and we're two three possessions away with not enough time yeah and it, you see it from from Kaiser like I said Weber was definitely got, they definitely got out front they, they threw the first couple punches really and then for Kaiser, this is this is a veteran team with you know guys like Brandon Farmer and then Tyler Poindexter, the, the grad transfer. Who, when it's all said and done, he may have something to say, say when when it comes to play, player of the year. I mean, six or ten from the field, four from eight shooting. How you doing? And then Calvin Sermons, um, you know, eighteen points, five five assists, now five for twenty shooting. That's not exactly what you want, but you know what that shows me you got a freshman out there. They ain't afraid to shoot it. That's dangerous when you got guys like uh, Tyler, Vincent, Brandon. Uh, Tyler Sears as well, but here we go again, dude. I mean, I've said it a couple times. I don't know where to go. I learned nothing, and that's what I like. I like to learn something every uh, every week. Every week, I want to learn something about about the Sun Conference. Uh, this first weekend of Sun Conference, 
basketball. All I learned is we got a lot of good players. We got some great offenses. And then I probably uh, had, had – how do I say it? I probably had more taken out of my brain than, than I had <laughs> more to put in other than this is incredible. No, I'm, I'm, and then these Wednesday games, I mean, talk about early important oh, matchups uh, all across, yeah. <laughs> all across the board. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to We're not going to go full, full depth and all these. We're going to kind of, kind of breeze through them. Um, we're, I don't think we're running too long, but. Whatever. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk. And then if you want to turn us off, y'all know how to hit a pause button. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just go go through it uh one by one. Um, uh, both men's and women's. Um, uh, they're playing the same. Uh let's see, where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Uh, how about the most heated rivalry in the Sun Conference? Florida Memorial and St. Thomas. Uh both teams uh for the women's game, uh well, both teams have teams that are looking to bounce back. For the women's, it's Florida Memorial. For the men's, uh, and on both sides for the men's, it's FOMO and, and St. Thomas. God, Manny. <laughs> I don't want to say it. But I think there's a decent shot that St. Thomas starts this start, – the men's team for St. Thomas starts Sun Conference Slate 0-2. I am – I wouldn't be worried about that if I was. It's, it's crazy to think that one of these two teams that we it had is starting. I expect I was going to start over. Like that, that's the thing. Like coming out of this game, as after midnight on Wednesday, one of the, either the Lions or the Bobcats will be zero and two in conference play. And the extra twist on that is that second loss will be to their rival. So this game, you know, we know how rivalry games are. You know, you guys with Weber and Warner, us with yeah. with the Lions. But this one, especially for the men's, the atmosphere is gonna be crazy. The it's it's gonna be it's gonna have a playoff like they have playoff fields anyways. Now, this is why it's game of the week for me on the men's side because you can honestly throw away all the I I, I wrote up a little something coming up. I, you know what? Throw it all away. Throw it all away. This is not about stats. This is not about. It's about who is gonna want it more. Who is going to decide? We're not starting our conference. Owen two. It just can't happen. And I hope it's the Bobcats. Keyword is hope. I I would I'm gonna pick them to win because you know I'm always gonna make a pick so that way hey I'm not on the fence. But it's more of a hope than anything. It's more of a, I'm giving it to the home team because I'll be honest. I'm gonna stay as unbiased possible. If this was at Flomo, I pick Flomo because they're at home. Like that's just really where I'm at with the, these these two teams. I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna have some bounce back games from Milton Matthews. I think we're also gonna have some bounce back games from the Lions again. Yeah. Basketball is a game where I'm a firm believer. If you have an off night as a player, you're going to have a there's, – there's a bounce back game coming. I promise you. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be a really good game for you. Same thing for the Lions. They're not going to shoot 9%. I promise you they're not. So they're going to shoot better. And the Bobcats, I don't know if they're going to shoot better. I don't know because this it wasn't really encouraging what I saw. So I'm hoping that the Bobcats hunker down. They realize this is a – there, I say a must win for the second game of the season is crazy, but there's there's levels of, of it for them this this Wednesday. Yeah, I, I don't think it's must win. I'm gonna go St. Thomas too. Um, on the men's, I'm gonna take St. Thomas. Uh, and just to keep things, going, I'm gonna take St. Thomas on the women's side too. Um, I, I don't know about must win, but it is. Yeah, it, it is something. And uh, I, I part part my pick goes into is I uh, I gotta imagine that wasn't a very fun bus ride back from Brunswick. All the way down. Sure to it wasn't. 
So I'm sure it was as quiet. You could hear a pin drop in there. I'm sure. On the women's side, though, uh, it, the fireworks would be going before that men's game even starts off with the women's game at 530, uh, St. Thomas and Flomo. Uh, you, know, I, you know what I think this game could be? Uh, this could be the, hey, we need to go get Bogats on the uh, on the podcast next week game. I do I do like the, the Bogats and Thornton matchup. I think that's going to be a good little point guard duel. I think it's going to be a good, good one to watch for sure. But, yeah, I think, I think Bobcats, they – they understand that they didn't play their best in Coastal, and that's scary. So I promise you, Coach Walker, we'll have them ready. I promise you. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll move through, keep, keep moving through these kind of quickly. We'll head on to Lake Wales, Florida, um, which I wish I could go to this this game, but I will be on the call for the Coastal Weber game, so I'll be able to. On the men's side, 730 tip, all 730 tips for men's, 530 for women's businesses. Usual, same as it has been in Sun Conference play. But Ave Maria Warner, uh, this is that kind of unsolvable force versus a movable object. Uh, and I'm going to say the object's going to get moved. And I think Abe will go out there again. And even if they don't get 100, I don't know if I see Warner being able to just, just keep up with Abe Maria in this game. So uh, we're, about to find, we're, we're about to find a house sustainable Abe is. I think that's the only, the only thing you can really say about Abe other than if injuries happen, which whatever, if they, they happen, that's a bridge we cross when we get there. Can they do this every Wednesday, every Saturday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, every Wednesday, every Saturday? Now they've given no reason to think they couldn't. And non-conference play, they they did not slow slow down at all. They they just went out of, like like a bat out of hell, and they continued to do that. And I think they're going going to do that um, against Warner. However, Warner ha- has shown. Um, we talk about they have the ability to to shoot the ball. They have the ability to maybe muddy up the game. That's what it's going to have to be. They're going to have to have. Um, I mean, Warner is going to have to shoot the three ball well. Uh, I, I think when it comes down, you're either that or just hope Abe has a bad shooting night or just play amazing defense, I guess. But Warner's going to have to shoot the ball. Blaze is going to need, I think Blaze will have to go for an, another 20, 25 at least. Um, you know, it's crazy. It's, it was a really good offensive game for Warner uh, against Far Memorial, but they're going to have to have so much more than that. If, because, like, what do you think is a realistic? All right, let's look at it from a def- defensive side. Realistically, what are you trying trying to do? I think you're trying to keep Ave to what 80, 85? Honestly, what's crazy in my sound? Just under 100. It's <laughs> under yeah. 100. I think that's what the, the mark is. Because, and for me, I'm going to go with the upset just to spice oh. things up. Oh. I'm going with Warner. I'm going with Warner. They convinced me. I'm going with Warner on both sides. They convinced me, so I'm going with them again. The only reason I thought this one might be the only upset for the day is because while we know how good the offense is for Ave, the other thing we also learned, you are going to have your best offensive game mm-hmm. as the opponent. Like, that's just – you're talking about a fire yeah. team yeah. who was averaging just under 80 and they shoot up to 93. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's more of an obvious effect than it is the fire having a great, obviously you well, know, credit them. They got to make shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the, the recipe is that you're going to, that's kind of what the Jireens are going to live with. You're going to have your best offensive game, well, but it's not going to be better than ours. I mean, that's anything. Either. You're, if you're going to play with that pace, you're going, the other teams going to get exactly. And I think Warner, like you said, with blaze also with Christian nurse, Jamal Norris also had a very, Huh? uncharacteristic shooting night for, from him against Flo Memorial. I think he's going to get hot. And Josh uh, Lezil is also going to have a good one. I also think Logan West is actually an X factor here because, again, not too much knowledge of the teams that the Jireens played before. And and not, not saying that the five don't have any inside presence, but I don't think they have a Logan West type of presence. So yeah. I 
do think the Jai, like you mentioned, the Royals, excuse me, they can slow it down, muck it up, give the ball to West, really milk some clock off, and we'll see how the Jairines uh, kind of uh, played that. So I'm very curious on that, and that's why I kind of got to go, let's give Warner, you know, they can do it again. Let's see if they can do it again. Moving on to the women's game, it's two teams that are feeling real happy after their their first week with Abe and Warner. Um, yeah, they'll just kind of keep – Keep things rolling. This this is going to be another really good one in Lake Wells. Uh, but I think I, I we have Jasmine Edwards on. I got to go with the, with the Royals. I got I got, I'm going Royals too. I think their key is similar to to the men's side. If you can hold the Lady Jirenes to about sixty, and we have another good performance from from the supporting cast. You know, Courtney Long I think might have a really good game this this time around. You know, she's averaging twelve, had a good solid showing against the Lions, shooting about thirty percent from the field, just under thirty from the three point line. I think she has a good showing. Um, and at the end of the day, I I got to go with Edwards. I think they build off. I think this 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 win for them is more of a mental thing. They build off that big win last week. And then, and like we said, maybe coaches also saying the same thing for them. Look, we played three quarters. We didn't play four. We didn't play a second quarter. That second quarter was not Royals basketball, and we still won by three on the road. So imagine if we would have played all four games, you know, a lot more bullets and more material to be used. So I think this is more of a of a mental co- confidence carrying over type of game for the Royals. Moving on, Coastal Georgia, Weber International uh, on the men's side, two teams that are coming off very different uh, results. Weber uh, got – definitely not saying upset against Kaiser. Kaiser was honestly probably the favorite, but um, Weber, uh, a game, the first half where you you felt high, you felt like you you were definitely halfway home. Uh, But uh, Coastal Georgia coming in, we talked about what they did. Manny, does Coastal Georgia replicate it? And let's kind of burn through these last four. I don't think so. I think this is on the men's side, it's pretty open and shut. I think the Weber Warriors want to bounce back. They have the talent to bounce back. You add in, it's a home opener. I think it's all lined up for them. I will say, Coast, I said the same thing last week, and Coastal proved me wrong. So I'm not saying it's not going to be a fight. It's not going to be a little feisty, but I think the Warriors pull it through. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we'll have Nesby go for a solid 30. Um, I, this is going to be a big game for Jordan Golden. Um, what Obviously, what Coastal uh, did well against St. Thomas, you gotta have, you're going to have to have Golden step up and be the, be the big guy. Um, and then it, Holt, I think Holt steps up and uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sick with it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick with it. I'm sick with it. On, 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 on the women's side, on the women's side, um, kind of similar uh, with, with uh, teams, I, I, honestly, at, at this point, um, tough losses for both to start the, start their campaign and, Weber's going to look to get right and kind of similar. You got two veterans that have, that are starting to get their way back and Sonia and Jada on both sides, but I'm also going to take Weber. I think this is, I think this is one of those games where Weber is just going to say, we got, we got, we got Samantha, we got Jada. And I think those two, if they have, they have, I mean, if they have the kind of night that they had against Kaiser, they, they, they'll, I think they, they'll be able to handle Coastal fairly easily. I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I'll go Weber uh, against Coastal. No, yeah, I got Weber too. Biggest thing for me, the scoring backcourt. I think Burgess and Pachenko, they, like we said, they were walking 40 to 45 by themselves. And I don't know if the Mariners can necessarily match that. Like you said, some key players coming back, but I still think that the Warriors have uh, have it in them and they kind of write the ship and hopefully it's a, it's a launching pad kind of for them. Wrapping it up before we send you into the midweek games is Kaiser and Southeastern, the men's game and Lakeland women's game. Or yeah, they're both both in Lakeland. Yeah, both in Lakeland. What, what about. But both games are in Lakeland between Kaiser and Southeastern. Um, on the men's side, 
I don't know if if Southeastern is going to have answers for Vincent. I don't know if they'll have, I don't know if they're going to have a lot of answers. Honestly, I think this is kind of a mismatch. Uh, when I look at it all around, I think Kaiser is going to roll into the roll into the furnace and come out with a win on the men's side and on the women's side, Manny of the eight games, uh, other than other than Far Memorial St. Thomas, I'd honestly say the the game I'm most excited for for the midweek is on the women's side with Kaiser and Southeastern. Kaiser picked to win the conference, or excuse me, Southeastern picked to win the conference. Kaiser picked to finish next to last or tied for six uh, with with Warner. And there's my upset, dude. I think Kaiser's about to come in here, uh, go into Lakeland. I think it's going to be tough for Southeastern. I think they're going to be start starting going two on the women's side. I think Kaiser's going to be starting two and zero. Oh. Um, I think that this Kaiser women's team, Manny, it, it it's not an Ave Maria men's offense, obviously, because that's on a they're on a different planet right now. Good lord, I mean that Kaiser women's team, I mean they can shoot the lights out, out of the gym. I think it's be kind of difficult for Southeastern uh, to be able to keep up with them. No, yeah, for the the men's, I agree with you. I think it's the Kaiser Seahawks, and I think Vincent specifically. I don't know why, but like he has a monster game in in this one for the for the women's. That's the game of the week for me. Obviously, I I would have gone Flomo and St. Thomas, but just to, to have something different. The thing for the Seahawks, like you said, the offense is different from the Gyrenes. The Gyrenes are going to outscore you. I think the Seahawks offense just has more weapons, more ways to outscore you. They can do it from the three point line. They can do it from the mid range. They can do it from the free throw inside. I think they just have more weapons. And I'm a believer in, in that offense. I, do I think 98 is going to be their average? No, but I think. 90 is not out of the question. 85 is not out of the question. As for the fire, they I feel like they need this one just as a from kind of how we talk about the Warriors and and uh, the Mariners. The fire kind of needs this one to say, look, I know we dropped that first game, but we're still here. We're still the team to beat. We're still one of the teams to beat. So situation where the new kids on the block, kind of in the, in the Seahawks, letting them know, no, nah, no, nah, we're, we're we're running this now. This is our season or this is our year. And the fire is saying, look, I know it's only one game, and we're not saying that things are going all over the place, but you kind of similar to, to one of the men's for the men, uh, Lions or Bobcats. You really don't want to start 0-2 in this conference, a team like this who is expected to go far. How about this one, Manny? Uh, we'll, we'll, end, we'll end on this question. Who needs to win more the, this weekend? Um We'll put St. Thomas slash Flomo on the men's side. They're both 0-1, similar boats. Um, we'll say St. Thomas. I think it it would be a bigger deal if they went down 0-2 in the conference than if Far Memorial did, just from a, what the expectations uh, were at the beginning of the year. What's what's? Let me. I don't want to. I don't want to phrase this. What's more important? Is it more important for St. Thomas? to win in men's basketball or is it more important for Southeastern to win in women's basketball? Which, which favorite to win the conference going down O2, who is that more significant for? First things first, Reagan, I want to shout out. Great question. Awesome question. Um, I think it's gotta be the guys. I think it's gotta be the men's side. I think just because there is a level that expectation came from a national level. Like it, it wasn't just people within the conference. Like we had Josh Taylor as a player to watch for the NAIA, not just for the Sun Conference. We had them ranked number 14. I think you're right, even number 11 at one point. So you really, you, you can't, you can't do it. And I get it. There's levels to it. I get it that even the fire for, for the women's side. The thing with them though is, I'll be honest with you, the past few years, we've seen the conference get better. We've seen the fire be a little bit more tested. Even just last year, the Lions it, it, were the it, ones who won it. Like, I don't know if, it, if it's caught up them. Obviously, I think it's a little more they've 
falling back to the pack. I mean, because it's not like we got five teams that are in the top ten. Like true, that. true, true. true. They, they were living for six years, but I, I, I disagree. I think it's bigger for Southeastern. Um, I think that that um, and I, I think one of it is the with St. Thomas, I still think that St. Thomas team is, it's, it's going to look a lot different once there's a little bit, a little bit more chemistry with each other, which can be said for a lot of teams without a doubt. I don't want to give them just that asterisk alone, but look at for Southeastern you had last year, which was, it is what it is, but you had such a long run of dominance in this conference. Then last year is what it is. And this year you come into the conference, you're picked to win the conference. You're looking good. Then you go get punched in the mouth the first game. All right, home opener. You lose that one, hmm. 0-2 to start the conference. That's not uh, – I think that's what they're looking for uh, in Lakeland. Yeah, and, I mean, I also real quick going to pull up the, the schedule. We look at after this Wednesday, the men's side, they're going to go to Warner on the road Saturday, and then the women's have Weber. So you even look at it from a perspective of the next game, who will have the tougher matchup? It's the guys. Even whether Warner wins their game on Wednesday or not, they're going to be having good momentum. You know, they're going to be having a situation where if the Bobcats go down 0-2 and the Royals are and they're going to play the Royals on Saturday, you don't think the Royals coach is saying, look, we did it once. Let's do it again this time at the crib. So I think it, it looking forward, Bobcats really that, – that's why I think that they definitely need it. While the Fire, they have the Warriors who it's still going to be a feisty game, but I think the Fire have a higher chance of winning that game, obviously, than – or it being a more favorable matchup for the fire, I'll say that. Yeah, and, and again, not not going down uh, 0 two. It would be whatever the results happen. Uh, I think I said 0 two. Obviously, whatever uh, happens in the the the, the game, the games. Uh, hold on, let me. Yeah, let, let me go back because I I messed that up. Uh, so so yeah, Wednesday I do I do I do have, have that, but on uh, crap. No, okay, yeah, I, I had it. I, I, I all right. I think I think I just back there. I I mixed up. Uh, I mixed up a couple of things there, but but whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 y'all get it. Uh, the, the game's tomorrow, Wednesday with the O two. Uh, yeah, that point, whatever. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, got a little frantic there at the end of the episode, but uh, hope y'all enjoyed the interview. Great episode. Uh, again, thank you, Jasmine Edwards. Uh, uh for for coming on. Uh, man, anything else? Also for home. Uh, first time for both of us to be on the call for. Some Sun Conference basketball. Let's go. About that right. one. You'll be there for St. Thomas. I'll be on the call uh, for the Weber Coastal Games. Uh, y'all check it out, that out, of course, on the Sun Digital Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We will be back Friday to talk about the games uh, that are happening tomorrow and the preview for the game Saturday. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday.